Coming up, we tie a bow on the preseason for the Brooklyn Nets. Some of the standout performances, questions we still have, and chief among them, can the Ben Simmons and Nicholas Claxton combination work this regular season? We dive in, coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, uh, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there, you're going to find Doug Norrie. I am Adam Armbrecht. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are 100% free on all those great platforms. And let you know, if you want to be a part of the Fantasy Nets Basketball League this season, get over to joinsubtext.com slash Nets and send us a text. Why do you deserve to be in the elite of the elite locked on Nets fans that get to compete in a great fan league that also has a little bit of prize at the end of it as well? Go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Nets. And Doug, the preseason is over. The sample sizes are in. And now we ask the questions about what we like, didn't like, and what we won't know until we get to the regular season. Ben Simmons, Nicholas Claxton, wouldn't you know it? It's a big narrative. Yeah, for sure. Plenty to like from this preseason, I think. I think uh, for just on a high level, because um, we're going to talk Simmons-Claxton here, but on a high level, you have to like what you saw out of Simmons just in the aggregate. Uh, looked just way more, way healthier. We've talked about this multiple times. Um, the athleticism looks back. The the burst looks back from all. If you were any of those concerns, I think for now are wiped away. Right. And, and that was a concern. It was like, Hey, it was just yep. kind of gym videos and interviews uh, leading up to preseason. So <laughs> it's like never going to be, uh, you're never going to fully know what the true story is until you get, you know, five on five and real NBA action. So I think from that standpoint, uh, you feel pretty good uh, going into the season. Cause you know, I think it wipes away the possible uh, epic downside of the contract, which we were looking at. Yeah. On the, at the same token, you know, the bigger now we start asking ourselves more macro questions like, is this combination of Simmons and Claxton going to work long term in the starting lineup for this season? And I'm not sure that one we can have as much confidence in. Yeah, it's tricky. And we, we knew this was going to be a problem coming in Two non shooters on the floor. Yes, the defensive value is high. Yes, out in transition can be very strong for this team. I think as you're going to hit the numbers here with those two players on the court this preseason so far, the one caveat that I'll, I'll put out at the front is he didn't have Cameron Johnson and, and not having him in the starting lineup and using some Cam Thomas and what that can mean for the functionality. It has an impact, but, but that one player alone does not change what these two players in Claxton and Simmons don't do offensively and why it could be a potential issue early in the season, especially. Yeah, for sure. The Cameron Johnson thing um, is different than the expectation, so we probably have to factor that in. But if you look at just the minutes that Simmons and Claxton did play together this preseason, I would say if you were concerned about the pairing and maybe what the potential downside of the pairing is based on how, how they are as players, this preseason um, really probably didn't give you a lot of good vibes, right? So they played yeah. 32, almost 33 minutes together this season where they shared the court. The Nets were minus 17 in those minutes. And you're like, okay, well, it's preseason. I will say, though, it continues a trend going back to last season where if you paired them together and then took Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving off the court, which are right going to be big-time mitigators of 
you know, other people's deficiencies when it comes to spacing, whatever. Uh, that was another 67 minutes where they were had a minus 23 net rating. So like these guys have played a hundred minutes together without elite, you know, offensive talent around them. Mm-hmm. And the, the results have been like overwhelmingly negative. And so I think you have to be a little bit concerned about like sort of what that means in the short term and long term for the team. I think we were hoping to see, you know, the defensive stuff really get dialed up so hardcore that it, that it, you know, maybe sort of just pushed aside some of what we already understood were going to be spacing concerns. But I don't know. I, it's the, look, 100 minutes isn't a massive sample size, but it passes, it, it goes with what you believe to be with along with the eye test around putting these two kind of players together and sort of the offensive problems that you might run into. And this preseason didn't solve a ton of those. Does that make sense? I, 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 that's where I land. I don't know. I, I hate to trend totally negative here, but I just like this is just, these are just the numbers. It's like kind of maybe obvious. And, and it's funny, too, because some of the positives we'll get to that will include maybe coaching and some of the new schemes that they're working. Right. But you mentioned it there. I didn't expect to see the elite level defense that we believe this team collectively is capable of behind Ben Simmons and Nicholas Claxton. I didn't expect to see that in the preseason or sure. even early in the regular season. They got to build to that. Right. But if they were showing that right now then it would mitigate this offensive concern because you'd say, well, at least we know, look at how they can anchor the defensive end of the floor. That still needs to come to fruition. Even if we believe that's possible, you have to at least live in the world. And remember, they asked Ben Simmons in, in the preseason in camp, how, you know, how do you think it's going to work? He said, give me 30, 40 games. And, you know, we said, boy, that's a heck of a timeline to, to you know, <laughs> give that type of projection. But if we have to live in the reality of the first 20 games to know what these guys can do together, we could find ourselves 20 games into the season saying, yeah, it's not going to work. I, I would say in terms of labeling this as we did a winning combination, maybe the upside here is, and we talked about this in the final preseason game with Miami, we got samples where Claxton was out there with four other players that weren't Ben Simmons and it functioned well. So I don't think that the solve is going to be as difficult to find, but in the old, you want to have your five best players on the court to start your games, and that's your best chance to win. The Nets probably are going to have to go potentially against the grain on that trend, right? Because Claxton and Simmons are among the top five best players on this roster, but they don't necessarily function together. And the other thing, too, with that is just a, re- a reminder about these minutes also. It's like they really weren't pl- – and I, we mentioned – we backed out. Okay, so we were like, okay, we'll back out Cam Johnson's minutes because – we're back at the Cam Johnson thing because he wasn't there. Hey, they played Philly with no Harden and Embiid. <laughs> they yes. just played they they, they just played uh, uh, the Heat with no Hero or Butler. So yeah. it wasn't like they were playing these full squad. I mean, I know the Lakers were a little bit more full squad, but that's where they got the least amount of minutes together. Um, I think. Let me just look at that real quick. Yeah, they played. Uh, and, they and have they fifteen. Should be. And a point you're going to make is that they should be able to be dominating for for sessions here, even if it. You know, we should be saying, oh can their positive combined rating on the court together carry over knowing they didn't play full strength rosters in the preseason? All I'm saying is if we're going to put the caveat about Cam Johnson in there not playing, we have to also throw the caveat about who didn't play in their opponents. Right. And so that, that, that's all I mean by that is that let's say you can't use, you can't use who didn't play when it only benefits you. Right. In your argument. So, and I bet I, I don't want this to be the case. Like I want them to be good together. So it's not that like, believe me, like no one wants this combination to work more than me. I hope that they start. And Jock Vaughn did come out and say they weren't running 
you know, really specific sets in the preseason. Uh, it was like more just kind of shell stuff um, just to kind of see what, you know, what was working, what wasn't maybe not to give away the full bag, things like that. So, okay, fine. Like there's, there's plenty of little asterisks that we can put next to all this stuff. All I'm saying is we have not yet gotten a sample that where this, this pairing works. We be, I think we believe it can <laughs> in, a, in a certain version of it, but you cannot look at any numbers that I'm aware of and, and say, and point to this and say, Hey, this is good. Right. Because I just don't think, because you have to take Durant and Irving out of the equation. Like you have to take these other things out of the equation when you try to pair these numbers up. When you do that, it just doesn't look very good. And I, I'm hoping this gets righted quickly and not as the aforementioned 40 games and we'll see kind of thing. <laughs> I hope it gets righted in 30 to 40 games, just give or take. Uh, and also we'll see so after Christmas. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be a little present. So much of this is dependent also for these two players on the other guys around them in order for yeah. this to work well together. It actually comes down to not those two guys necessarily, which is the worst way to make sure something will work together. Coming up here in a second, we're going to talk about some of the highest graded players that we would have coming out of this preseason and why we still feel like there are overwhelming positives for the Brooklyn Nets heading to the regular season. We'll dive into that coming up in just one second. All right, before we get to that, tell you about our friends over at FanDuel's NFL season. Go on over to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, FanDuel's just giving it away here, folks. FanDuel new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do you throw down a $5 bet. You're going to get the $200 in bonus bets, win or lose from FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the time. Maybe you want to get into some of the action this Sunday. We threw out Giants plus two and a half there uh, against the visiting commanders. We'll take that. We've also got a ton of NBA stuff going on right now. If you want to get into the award season stuff uh, early, early on before the NBA kicks off, now is the time to go over to FanDuel. Got Mikhail Bridges for most improved player. Maybe get a little Cam Thomas, six man of the year after we saw him come off the bench. Oh, it's all there for you over on FanDuel. And you're going to get those $200 in bonus bets as well. Spreads, player props, over-unders, much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the action this NFL and NBA season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, so as we continue our discussion around the Brooklyn Nets, the preseason wrap-up and, and tying a bow on what we think are maybe still question marks and ultimately a lot of positive narratives. I will just, uh, Doug, I crunched the numbers real hard here on the Ben Simmons, Nicholas Claxton. You want to go back to last season. You want to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving off the court. You throw in some Cameron Johnson just for fun. I got to be honest with you, the 60 offensive rating and 250 defensive rating for a combined minus 190, it's a concern. It was a three-minute sample size. But still, I like to think yeah. you try to crunch those numbers any way you can. It's going to be certainly a watch there. Let's, let's spin it positive here as we wrap up the preseason takeaways. Um, inside the starting unit, I will say first and foremost, and this really does tie to that last game against Miami, I think Spencer Dinwiddie as a veteran player really showed it. And I'll expand it mm -hmm. to all the veterans. I think Royce O'Neal. I think Dorian Finney-Smith. I think the older guys on this roster in preseason didn't surprise me with setting a good baseline, but there's a reason why they're still on this roster. There's a reason why Jock Vaughn wants to have that backstop with some of these young players. All three of those guys played really well for me from the starting rotation and then into the bench unit as well. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I thought we saw really good. I mean, it looked like Dorian Finney-Smith was able to find some of the shooting stroke that we were. I was a little worried about. Just he doesn't remember in shooting thirty percent last year when he came over to Brooklyn. He doesn't know about that. Well, I look. That was a concern. Like again, like if we're going to take small sample sizes and and extrapolate them, I'll take this one and and use it for, in our favor, right? It's like, hey, yep. Dorian Finney-Smith, non-Luca minutes, shooting threes. Um, showed some bounce too. Like definitely actually was trying to drive to the basket a bunch of times, which actually could be important for him uh, in the overall net scheme. Like they need to have everyone trying to press the issue toward the basket, even if it's not been something that they've done a lot in the past. He definitely was trying that this preseason. Uh, By the way, on Dorian Finney-Smith, I will just say we're talking about positive veterans, but like you mentioned the bounce there. When you think about Cameron Johnson being in the starting rotation, Dorian Finney-Smith being a guy coming off the bench, he showed what I would think you would start to say, oh, closer to a one-to-one with Cameron Johnson as opposed to two unique skill sets, two different mentalities. And that's some of the the consistency I think Jock Bond wants to have unit to unit, right? And I think that's why he started this game over Cam Thomas, right? It was like, hey, this is going to be closer to what we're going to get from Cam uh, J and not Cam T. So, and then with Dinwiddie, yeah, like I thought he had a strong preseason, definitely in a role switch for him. Like if you think about him last season where he was running a lot of the offense, where he was running as, you know, a decent amount of pick and roll, where he was trying to get into ISO possessions, we actually saw really very little of that this, this preseason. And that's going to be part of the down chain effects of sharing this court with Simmons more which is where Simmons is going to be pressing the issue more with ball handling. Uh, at times, Dinwiddie's going to be relegated to more of a spot-up shooter. He has, again, has shown the ability to play this position well in the past, too. He had a lot of really, really great Dallas minutes with when he was paired with Luka. And so we know that he can play off ball. The shooting, you know, some of the, some, some of the ones that went in were a bit of the hero variety, but the, I, hey, they went in. At the end of the day, we check them as we check them as makes, <laughs> right. and uh, I, you could give me a give me a thousand chances to shoot the same shots. We wouldn't they wouldn't go <laughs> at the same rate. So, <laughs> like I I think that from a veteran perspective, the, no matter what you think about these guys, whether it be Dinwiddie, whether it be Royce shot you know shot pretty well too at times, or DFS or these guys, I'm not sure that we believe that they're part of the long term future. But no matter what. No matter what you think is going to happen to these guys, it's critical that they play well. Yes, <laughs> right? like they yes. have to. They have to play well, whether it's just to raise the over, just be floor raisers for the team in general, or to raise their own trade value if the Nets were to think about moving on for them. So, no matter what, even if you dislike them being on the team, it's critical that we all want them to do well because it benefits the Nets either coming or going. Yeah, this is the thought that I had coming out of that last game, too, was specifically with Royce and DFS, where you go, yeah, we'd prefer that young guys, we prefer you're getting the samples. Sure. But to your point, but you know what you don't want, though, is for Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith to start losing their minutes and become guys that are kind of getting further towards the 10th position on the depth chart rather than the 6th and 7th and 8th spot, because then you think that their value went down from last year and into the offseason in terms of getting capital back? What are you getting for guys that you are now, you know, potentially burying behind whoever it may be that ultimately ends up making this roster? So I think that's important to remember, too, even if we disagree on on them being here right now. They are here, so they need to play at a high level. Spencer Dinwiddie, those two veterans, um, I think Ben Simmons, these guys all fall into the A-grade category for me based on expectations of what you wanted to see, right? They all performed well this preseason. If we talk about the second tier of guys here, and I'm, I'll lead with Cam Thomas just briefly. We talked about him extensively. I, I, I would give him a B in terms of continuing to show the things that you know he's capable of and showing some things with more consistency. 
but he gets closer to the mixed bag. We talked about the defense. We talked about the, the aggressiveness and taking those looks from the outside, which is a big function of this offense. Now with Ben Simmons running it, maybe I even say B minus, you know, it falls into an interesting category with him. Are there other guys there that you feel like were good samples, but there's some, there's some little sneaking suspicion. Maybe Nicholas Claxton falls into this category too, of like, of course he performed well, but does he continue to perform well inside of this version of the team going into the regular season? I'll give a different kind of grade for Cam just to to start. I'm going to give it an A in that clear role on the team. Like, thank God. Think about about how – and I think played well enough, even if you're worried about some of the other like defensive concerns and stuff, still played well enough here to to break camp with – like a, I think a pretty defined role. So I think, yes, that's good. I, yeah. I think there's a version of us on October 19th, 20th here going into the weekend before the season starts where we are going, losing our minds about yes. what is going on with this guy. There could have been a very clear, there could have been a preseason where we walked out of this preseason and we're just, we're had full episode titles like cam Thomas question mark expletive, right? Like what's going on here. But we were, and, we were ready to do that until the first preseason game when he got put in the starting totally. lineup, right? Like I think all we did do it. We were like, Oh, thank yeah. goodness for this information. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So I think from an, from, from a clearly defined role, a plus there. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's an A plus for him for getting himself to a position where, you know, the organization, everyone seems on board with at least trying this out and seeing what, what happens. So I think a there, um, overall performance, I, I'm actually just going to say it's like, whatever, B plus for me, because it's just basically he performed how I expected him to basically play if given more minutes. Like these numbers mm-hmm. are nearly one to one in line with my expectation, which is decent amount of shots, got to the line a ton, no assists, right? Like, <laughs> it's just like, this is just the kind of player he is. Um, <laughs> no, no assist line is just... <laughs> Well, he had six, he had six assists in like a hundred minutes or something like that. Right. So it's like the, the, so, but this is just what he is as a player. So I think having at this point, it's not an incomplete, it's just the same, whatever you basically probably thought of him, you, it's hard to think you think any different of him. Now he played the exact same way. He can do certain things at a pretty elite level. He does certain things, not other things, not at all. That's fine for this version of the nets. And I'm just glad that we're not having though. What where's Cam Thomas episode title? Because that would have been brutal. Last positive, and I agree with you on Cam. And you're probably you're right. You know, there's some somewhere in my mind because of what we've thought he should have been. Then you start to grade him based on that, rather than relative to hey, did he check the boxes and he did that this preseason? My last positive before we talk about incompletes and, and curiosities going to the regular season, including what the final roster is going to look like, is Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn yeah. and his coaching staff did the things that they needed to do this preseason, this training camp introduced new fundamental philosophies on both ends of the floor, tried to incorporate a guy like Cam Thomas. You're trying to figure out the Claxton and Ben Simmons combination, regardless of results. And without a Cameron Johnson, as we've said, you you sampled all the young players that you brought in. These guys got run. That mattered because we need to find out who can be a part of this team going forward. So in the old bag of We keep asking things for this team or organization or coaching staff to do, and it seems like it takes them a long time. I thought the coaching staff executed camp the way we wanted them to, which is fundamentally smart, correct? Totally. And I think, I think this came up in our YouTube live after the show. So I get sometimes get a little confused where things happen, pod feed or YouTube feed, but, um, Oh yeah. The Jock Vaughn questions were in there. Yeah. 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 So someone brought up, someone brought up Jock Vaughn and that, you know, 
and I can't remember what they said, but it was definitely like a negative take. And I was thinking, and we, and we said at the fire time, him after this season. He's useless. That's that was the yeah, general. yeah, yeah. And we were like, hey man, everyone's been dying. So I'll just repeat a little bit this year, but everyone's been dying for this guy to make adjustments. This whole preseason was one big adjustment. They it was all adjustments. Everything was different. Everything yeah. was different. I know sometimes everyone sees something new and that's the new thing, and you forget about what happened. Everything this preseason and that's was different. They ran different ball handling schemes because they're having Ben Simmons as a clear role. They started Cam Thomas. They ran drop covered. They got out of switching. Like they did all. We saw some of these young guys that they brought in play and mix and match with some of these, uh, the other guys, like it was all different. And yeah. so if you are team, no adjustments for when it comes to the coach, you cannot walk out of the preseason and say, there's been no adjustments. That's just wrong. Like you just, you're telling on yourself, you, you're, you're completely yeah. telling on yourself. If, if you say that, because they did make a ton of adjustments, we just went through a bunch of them right here. The the, the cam thing alone, right? Like is like it is, is is an adjustment. So I don't know. You just you're really out yourself, I think, in terms of like not really getting it. If you're saying that he should be let go because he's not changing things, that's just simply not true. Yeah, the reality. I'll acknowledge it for myself. We always say, be informed by information. I was I was pushing the the possibility of Cam Thomas starting the rest of the preseason, including that Miami game, told me. I was incorrect. Spencer Dinwiddie is deserving of that role. He functions better in that role right now. And Cam Thomas has his. I cannot die on a hill that I know is fraught with peril and is not reasonable to do, which seems like some of the things that people are saying around Jacques Vaughn if you were in that camp. Coming up here in a second, though. Incompletes. Who are the guys that are kind of still sitting in these murky waters and wondering who's going to make the roster ultimately to fill out the back end of this and what will their roles be? We'll dive into those coming up next. All right, before we get to that, tell you about our friends over Jace Medical, the Jace case. Look, the worst thing you can be really at anything in life, uh, but especially with your health is uh, be unprepared. Like you, we're living in a world where it's just things are changing by the minute. You got fires, hurricanes, supply chain issues, just stuff goes on that can impede your ability to get the things you need to stay healthy. Jace case has figured this out. It's a personalized medical medication kit. It comes with five essential antibiotics, whether you're in the States or like us, like we've traveled a ton over the years. Jace case is perfect for this going to new countries. You don't know what kind of just care you can get in these places. Take your medical stuff with you. Jace case has figured this out. All you got to do is with Jace case, you fill out a simple online form. Sometimes you just jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. You love to hear that. You get ongoing care from the physicians for any treatment related question. Jace has just figured out the way to make sure that you can feel good and safe and comforted with your health, with your family's health. And they made it very, very simple. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on. You're going to get $20 off discount when you check out on that order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. All right. So as we conclude our preseason wrap up, did the Brooklyn Nets do enough? We think so. Is Jacques Vaughn okay to stay the head coach at least to a regular presidency, a regular game number one? Yeah, we, we can survive. I think he'll make it maybe the first week. We don't know. Maybe it's a Steve Nash scenario. Let's talk. Let's talk 10 games in. Bottom oh. line is when we think about the other part of this, and maybe we talked about Lonnie Walker coming out of that last preseason game. I don't think he's in the incomplete category in terms of expectations on an individual level. I don't think Dayron Sharp is an incomplete on this level. But, but these guys fall into the good, good depth pieces, defined roles, and now carried over the regular season. The other one would be, though, 
looking at the young players, looking at the back end of this roster and how they're going to fill things out. We got samples from Harry Giles when uh, Dayron Sharp went down. We got a very interesting sample size on Trendon Watford. I am very curious because some of these guys did not play at all in the final preseason game. So there are questions here. Two-way contracts, full roster spots, all of that. Where do you where do you stand on what expectations should be for how this roster fills itself out? Yeah, so we're recording, just as a point of uh, note here, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, so the Nets have not made any final roster decisions. They did sign Kennedy Chandler. Um, I think that was to a two-way, so we're going to see how that goes. That was let, let out by PR uh, earlier in the day, but um, and Patrick Gardner, too. But there yeah. was no, the details of the contract were not put out there. But the I think with these guys, I'm holding out hope that we see Watford. I was actually a little disappointed that he didn't play in this final preseason game because I think he actually showed – enough and the really just the kind of versatility that the nets kind of desperately need so we didn't see Watford, we didn't see Baisley. i'm not surprised we didn't see giles that one that one's kind of easy to to call Uh, clowny not surprised because i just think that he's probably just too far away at this point and that's going to be a long island kind of thing i think going forward if we're just making predictions going into the weekend i think we see watford here and i just wish he had played this last game like i even like five minutes right and so the fact that Armani Brooks got in there for nine minutes and Watford didn't Jalen Wilson got in for nine and Watford didn't play at all. I was like, Ooh, interesting. Right. I don't know. And I don't know if that signals anything, but it could like the Brooks, the Brooks over Watford thing for sure was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. And I could see a certain contingent of Nets fans. Like if for some reason Watford didn't break with the team here, I think there's going to be a group that will lose their minds about this because I think they really liked what they saw from him. A hundred percent. And you you throw in Brooks, include him with Lonnie Walker. So now you're talking about two models of players, right? Perimeter shooting. We've talked about the Nets need this. So you can see the coaching staff saying, hey, we need to know we have these things. Now, Watford has some perimeter shot in his own right, but a very different model of player. The one thing on him, and I'm a huge fan of him, and I want him to be a part of this. I do wonder if internally, so two things. One, I actually wouldn't have hated if they had utilized him in the starting rotation last night for the simple fact you for not for the reason of you think he's going to be that in the regular season or have that kind of role, but because yeah. you know Dorian Finney Smith is on this roster, you know what his role is. Now, again, if Cameron Johnson's injury is going to carry over, Dorian Finney Smith's going to be the guy that inserts, but I would have liked to seen a, a heavy sample size with some of these starting players, i.e., is this guy capable of being a contributor throughout the rotations as you go into the regular season? But the reality is, painfully so, maybe for Nets fans, is twofold. Jalen Wilson did get into this game. And he is the older draft pick that has a two-way contract. He fits into that type of positional role, more at the four, not going to go small ball kind of lineup maybe that you would with Watford. And additionally, we got very positive reports, at least speculatively, on where Dariq Whitehead is going to be. He also has a bigger body. There's also some size there. I do wonder if the organization has this idea around some of the other players' draft picks and what their expectations are in this season and not wanting to maybe oversaturate with someone ahead of them in pecking order and sacrifice what they think their agenda is. I can very quickly disagree with that because Watford's ready now, and he's playing now, and he looks good now. But but that would be my logic of we need perimeter shooting, a very specific, right, like spot-up shooters, catch-and-shoot guys, maybe some penetration, getting at the lane, as we saw Lonnie Walker do, get at the basket a bit, and you're going to get a logjam scenario here but it's going to be curious, man. I'm going to be a part of the contingent that's very upset if Watford doesn't make this roster. I don't think like he 
Okay, sorry. I don't think he would have ever played over like Lonnie Walker, for instance. I think that no, that's, no. that one wouldn't have been that one. And, and, and I thought Walker's 25 minutes here were really encouraging. And he yep. played, he played all, we went through the plus minus with him. He was like plus of infinity for something like that for the end for the preseason. He was, uh, he was really, really good. So I don't think that it's that one. It was more like the Brooks piece at the end that I, and, and Jalen Wilson. And now I get with the Jalen Wilson thing, the draft pick. And so I kind of get though, I get it on a, some level, but it was just, and again, maybe this is just reading too much into it, but maybe we'll save this. Cause we'll just know some, some set roster stuff after, after through the weekend and we can make final decisions on it. This is just to lob in one more time that we were very pro Watford's play. Right. Yeah. So I, maybe I think it is that they already know, right. Let's go, let's go positive. Maybe they already feel very good about what Watford showed them and there's no concern about it. And that's why you're seeing a little Armani Brooks. And that's why you're seeing some Jalen Wilson just for the sake of it, right? Like maybe they're, they're a little more defined in expectations than we thought. Other than that, though, anything else, because I we, we have been very pro Watford and we're, we want to let you know that we are. Anything else incomplete wise that you look at it and say, this is still a question mark coming out of this season? I, I, actually, sorry. I know what we need to say. Cameron Johnson didn't play in the preseason. The incomplete here is his health right now. He is a guy that at least has some health concerns season over season. This is supposed to be not a big deal, not going to be lingering. They're probably just being precautious. But if that is anything that sustains going into the regular season, that's a can of worms that opens up very quickly because he's critical to this team being successful on both ends of the floor. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, um, I think they thought he was going to be ramped up on Sunday, so we'll wait to get final word about that one. Although, again, the timeline's still a little bit off from what they originally hoped for. Throwing DSJ in there, you know, turn the ankle yes, early. That's a good and one we too, didn't, yeah. And we didn't see too much of him. So definitely some incompletes that we'll start. And, and you're never going to get a full scope of what the team is going to be. Uh, and I think that we knew that this Nets team was going to be a work in progress for most of the season. Because that's just the sort of roster that they walked into the year with. And we could see a very different kind of team by the end of the year than now. So there are some incompletes. Nothing that has me too high or too low coming out of it. But I do wish I do wish Cameron Johnson had played. Uh, that's not his fault. He's just hurt. But I... He's just such a critical piece for what they just kind of need in terms of floor spacing. And we we're all hoping to see him sort of make a little mini leap after getting the contract. So I'm excited for him yeah. to be back on the court because I think that will give a more complete version of what the Nets want to be. But have to wait for the season for that one. Yeah, that, that, that's it for me, man. Uh, a reminder that obviously as we get all these final conclusions next week, we're going to dive in on our season predictions, who are going to be the most improved players for the Brooklyn Nets, record predictions, final outcome in the playoffs, assuming that Doug and I agree they're both making the Of course, they're going to make the playoffs. And then maybe some sleeper performers on this roster as we work our way through. So that's the big, exciting, momentous regular season kickoff episode on Monday. All right. In the meantime, make sure you or a couple different things. One, join subtext.com slash locked on nets. Get in on the conversation with Adam and I every single day, talking nets, insider stuff, our thoughts on the team, our stats that we're just pulling out, just talking about the uh, season coming up and get in on the fantasy action too. the locked on nets fantasy action. That's going to be rolling through subtext. Join subtext.com slash locked on nets. No quote today. Um, I'm too. No. I'm too. Fo- I'm too dialed in. I'm too dialed in on the on the Nets regular season. I'm being excited for this new version of the team and getting ready to kick off what should be an amazing run for your Brooklyn Nets. Oh, Adam Armberg, one of the all time great poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.